This is episode number nine with Mini Horse. Welcome to the I Love Music podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. If you like what you're hearing, please share with people who would benefit and enjoy the podcast. Maybe it's via social media or word of mouth. I've just been so grateful of all the support I've gotten so far. I can't do it without you all. All right, let's get into this week's episode. I got to interview the band Mini Horse from Ypsilanti, Michigan. They just released a new EP on Friendship Fever Records called Big Lack, which is so good. The members include Ben Collins, Christian Anderson, and John Fossum. I'm pretty excited for this episode because I'm partnering with my friend Andrew Steely, who has an internet radio show called Sonic Overlook. Andrew has such a great taste in music. Tomorrow, December 6th, he will be playing another tune from Mini Horse. Be sure to tune in on Tuesdays and Fridays on sonicoverlook.com. A few side notes. Christian and I went to high school together, and we talk a little bit about Sparta, Michigan. Michigan roots go deep in this episode. It's time to get into the interview with Mini Horse. I hope you enjoy. Thanks so much, guys, for being here today. Yeah, it's really... our pleasure. No problem. <laughs> Where are you guys from? We are from uh, Ypsilanti slash Ann Arbor, Michigan, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you guys been playing music together? Like, how many, how many years? Oh well, well take it over Christian and I have, this is John speaking, uh, Christian <laughs> and I have been playing music together for 14 years, yeah, something like that. And then Ben Perhaps. and Ben joined our old group, our other group, Starling Electric, five years ago, six years ago. So collectively, I guess we've been playing music together for 20 years. <laughs> I think that math, math checks out. <laughs> uh, yeah, as Mini Horse for about two years, which uh, I think is right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but only just recently have we started venturing outside of the bedrooms and basements and um, bars to, yeah, to play basements and bars outside of Michigan. <laughs> nice. Um, how, how did, how did the, uh, the new uh, album EP come together? Like, um, what was that process like? We had done one on our own uh, a while back just to mm-hmm. do it, and uh, my thought was just that you know, the more EPs you can put out and uh, the more material you can release, the, the better off you were. And uh, so... When we started talking to a label, I wanted to. We were sort of talking about that whether it made sense to keep doing an EP, and kind of arrived at the same conclusion that it made sense to to do more to kind of do more to introduce the band to to everyone before we try and um, sell them our record that they've never yeah they never heard of. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's and then so we had one EP, and there's one similar song, but I guess now we have two EPs out that are mostly different music. Yeah, just about. Besides the one, there's one, Drink You Dry is the, what was called Fia, or Fia, as some people called it, which is part of the reason for the name change. But uh, yeah, we, and we have a video for that, and that's kind of, I guess, you would call that our hit, probably. 
or are single. Maybe not a hit. <laughs> we we call it a hit, and everybody else calls it a single. Uh, it's a great song. I love the I love the music video. Thanks. Yeah, that's uh, uh we did that. That was all Ben cramming stuff together and, mm-hmm. and making it work with. And you directed people. it. Uh, ben. Yeah. yeah. He had a chair. He had the the chair that he brought everywhere we went. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, it says Trent on it, actually. So I don't know where you got that, but he always, it's, his, it's his chair or whatever. Director, director Trent. Yep. So, yeah, that we... You made we, us call him Trent the whole time? We did the video, and we had the EP, um, and those came out, I think, just about the same time, didn't they? In, uh, like, yeah. end of April. Okay. Um, and I think even, like, right away, while we were on Spotify, and there was something where we were on some, um, like, featured playlist, and we had, like thousands of 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 plays in 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 just like a a day or something like Mm -hmm. that and we're like wow that was cool so and then our friends the high strung um passed on uh our our ep to um some friends of the chris chris watson who runs friendship fever now who used to run yeah park the van uh, and heard it and i guess flipped out over that same song drinky dry uh and and uh, maybe some other songs too yeah. Uh, and so he was excited about that and, and contacted us almost immediately and said uh, he, he had Friendship Fever was a new thing they were starting. Cool. Uh, he, and, he and his wife, Sabrina. Yeah. Uh, him and his wife, Sabrina. And uh, so, yeah, they're they're great uh, people. And the rest of the bands on the label are really cool, too. Imaginary Tricks and Tess and Dave and a few others I think we haven't met yet. But so it's exciting to be on that label. So um, that's very um, verbosely is how that all came together. You take it over here, Larry. Thanks. Yeah, it's funny looking back because people talk about the song we called Fia. Um, yeah. And they talk about that one being, oh, oh yeah, that's we really like that song. And um, I, I was just trying to think of the moment where we were, because we were talking about different songs we could do a music video for, and we didn't have a preference, really. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, More Time was a front yeah, There was a song called More Time that uh, that we liked for it, and <laughs> Uh, and yeah, only now I'm realizing it was kind of probably smart that we did that one because it seems like <laughs> seems like people like that song. Yeah. But um, I have no idea what's good and what you know. I just just we do, do them all and hope that someone likes something. <laughs> yeah. Um, what music uh, like growing up uh, in, like inspires you or inspired you? I'm actually curious to know this about Ben as well. Um, I've had people ask me like. For one thing, what does Mini Horse sound like? Or what, what bands does it sound like? And like, yeah. I can tell people that it's like, I usually say like, fuzzy dream pop. Um, but there honestly isn't, I don't think there's a band, and not to sound, you know, nobody sounds like us, but there isn't really a band that I can think of that sounds just um, like it, yeah. a, a, a ton like us. We've yeah. got a, 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 some, a lot of like Glitter and Smoke, I think is a really weird sort of loungy, dreamy song with this really heavy, fuzzy bridge that doesn't make any sense yeah uh, and uh, but uh yeah so i'm so so what the hell do you did you listen to to uh, get uh, go ahead <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know that's a good question i think that song for some reason i had a and it's man i wasn't in, i wasn't channeling anything specific but i was listening to cast mccombs a lot at that time and i felt like that had a it had a vibe similar to a Cass McCombs song I was listening to. Um, although, yeah, it's funny because you, you take things, little things, and, and steal them or whatever, and then I, I look back and I can't, it doesn't sound anything like that now. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, so it's just weird. What I grew up with, I mean, my mom always played, like, uh, I probably listened to mostly Pearl Jam and, uh, and um, yeah, like kind of grunge, Nirvana and yeah. Pearl Jam and, and Stuntable Pilots uh, were the CDs that my mom listened to. Um, so that's kind of what I was, that's what I was listening to when I was like eight mm. years old and uh, Nirvana was the first band. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. And so that's kind of what, yeah. I, that's when I started writing these many more songs. Of, you know, between the ages of like <laughs> eight, eight, nine. That's why they're so fresh. That's, well, you know, I'm glad to finally get to play them because it's been, you know, geez. Yeah, 20, 22 years now. Well, you were writing the, all the melodies on really low <laughs> register, too. You just couldn't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finally, yeah, I'm glad when my voice changed down, that's when I started... See, actually singing the songs you've written. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, exactly. I always like to mention, well, since we're here in L.A., um, I liked, when, when I first uh, heard Ben's uh, tunes, I was really excited about them because they were heavy and fuzzy and still had, you know, like a lot of... Melody. I think Elliot Smith, yeah. too, I think was a, was a pretty big influence. And whatever, you know, like Beatles, obviously, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I really liked it because it reminded me a lot of one of my favorite bands, Failure. Yeah. Um, and L.A., and I, I wish I would have seen them on the street or something, which doesn't make any sense. But actually, I think they were on a Halloween tour somewhere. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. oh, a Fantastic Planet tour. But, yeah, mm. um, hearing hearing that and, and, and wanting to be a part of that where I could really... Because in Starling Electric, I think there was a lot of... You could do stuff like that, but you kind of had to hold back a bit. And I feel like I don't have to hold back as much for Mini Horse as far as, like, thick some thickness in there. Mm. I guess we don't have to do that for TBT either. Right. I digress. John? Larry, of- next question. <laughs> I was going to say, we would be remiss to not mention that Ben, one of Ben's biggest influences, which is the Lemonheads. Oh, yeah. Which you have always loved so much. Yeah. I was almost going to say that. Like, I basically only listened to the Lemonheads for a long time. And I, I say that, I don't want to sound like I know a lot about them either. I was really just listening to, like, two of their records over and over again. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that. And then the other thing that inspired it was, well, at, least, at least with songs like um, Fia. I'll keep calling it Fia. Or, or Drain <laughs> yeah. Dry. Yeah. I guess it's called yeah. Dry now. Um, is listening to things like, or singing a lot of karaoke and singing, you know. I love karaoke. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, so singing songs like All the Young Dudes and Matha Hoople and, and some other kind of gang vocal songs and stuff. And yeah. originally I just wanted it to be a band where everyone was singing all the choruses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that didn't happen, but... Um, <laughs> There's uh, still time. It's there's still always potential for that. Yeah. I had actually the other actually the other day when we were in Long Beach, uh, and and there were what 150 million people there at the show. <laughs> yeah, regions, which most, was, most of Long Beach. Was, most of America was there. Uh, we, <laughs> we we got off the stage, and I, I I think we had played for a lot of people that had probably never heard us. But as soon as we got done with, yeah, um, I heard a couple people in the in the crowd singing along with that thing and i think that's i remember the first time i heard yeah, that song i think as a as a fan of yeah. that song um i was like just bored but then the chorus came and i was like oh man this is this is great <laughs> but i really i i really think that's an talk about mini horse sometimes a lot as like kind kind of an an outsider as far as like being a fan of of the music how did each of you decide to work in the music industry i'll i'll start okay I don't think that it, I think that probably the three of us, we just always played in bands since we were young. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know if there was a decision like, 
But as far as like this group goes, I think that the th- three of us didn't have like a main gig anymore, and so with this, it felt like very natural with Ben's songs that we all yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, we we kind of fit what this band needs or mm-hmm. something. So, um, but yeah, uh, and I I don't see I wouldn't see myself playing with too many other people besides these two. Uh, so that's the, that was why the decision was made on this. Yeah. Um, as far as like initially getting in the industry, I don't think of it like that. I don't, I think yeah. of music has to be like, for me personally, it has to be exciting and um, has to still feel uh, um, like it did when you first heard Nirvana or something. So uh, it, that's the only reason I would play is if it, you know, music has to be exciting like that. Which so. is how you feel when you listen to Mini Horse. When I listen, when I listen to Mini Horse, I, I feel <laughs> excited. Like Ooh, I feel excited. Like <laughs> Ooh, do I. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do I work in the music industry? <laughs> That's a good question. You probably do the most I, style. Yeah. I, oh man, I, I maybe, I feel like I have one foot out all the time. We were just talking to my friend Troy who does, um, who does uh, film and TV stuff and he talks about you know, always having a day job going on. And yeah. I'm, I'm working from the road right now, so I, I basically spend, you know, uh, as much of my day as I can on a laptop doing uh, office work, basically, for uh, my office back in Michigan. And so, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I participate in the music industry. I don't know if I, I that's my, my job. I don't know if you could say that yet, but yeah. that's okay. What about you, Christian? Oh, thanks. I'll take it over here, Larry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I th- I think about um, what I'm doing with my life too much. Um, a lot of times I'm dissatisfied with a- anything with that I'm doing. I think I have a, a lot of interests uh, in, in just about everything and just can't really pin anything down. Um, but the thing that always remains is that I'm constantly thinking about music and um, whether it's like how to set up my pedal board or... Yeah how to set up my room. So I do a lot of setting up, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think a lot about, like, how's this song going to go or how am I going to produce this or oh, yeah. I could use this, like, sample or drum beat or I mm-hmm. want to get this fuzz sound for something. And I've been thinking about those things forever and they never go away. I mean, uh, ever since I've known you since high school. Well, I guess that's true, too, yeah. You've, think, like, always, was, like, yeah. You know, I was working, you know, like we mentioned, Trevor, working on, like, films claymation and stuff or uh yeah or writing or 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 whatever else but it's always just been like the thing that i really think that i'm able to do the best and and most fluently i guess is is music somehow even though it's really hard to do and i think sort of depressing (laughs) sometimes um it's still what i like doing the most i guess besides drinking beer and playing video games what sleeping (laughs) what keeps you going then because it is it is hard yeah i just can't i can't escape i guess and i remember there's a (laughs) well it's true and i don't even say that with like an ounce of irony or humor yeah Uh, it might sound funny but like uh i remember a a beatles interview where george harrison was like we don't choose to be musicians we have to do it yeah like these things are always real always happening and we can't escape and it's just uh, it's what comes, you know, you, you slit our wrists, or well, that's not the quote exactly, but <laughs> yeah. sp- stick, stick a knife in us and, like, music will come out instead of blood or whatever, which is a terrible metaphor, but, like, uh, uh, I don't know if I feel that way because it's, for, for me personally, it's really hard to complete music and, and even start it sometimes, 
but it's yeah. always always there and sometimes it's a big fat black ominous dark cloud that i i can't escape and sometimes it's a very joyous thing and i there there isn't really anything i like more than being on stage and playing songs for the 30 minutes or so that we get to do those and if i could do that perpetually i would um but i yeah. don't know if, i don't know if that exists uh, but uh yeah that's so that's that's me i think yeah god yeah take it over here Larry. this is larry speaking <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i uh it's it's just it's funny because when you start we started a, a band like mini horse and we've all played in other bands before that have had some level of um I wouldn't even call it maybe success on my account, but you guys have had some success, and uh, or you get to a point where you're you're doing it regularly, and then it feels like you're starting over, and it's it's just funny because uh, um, even though you're basically throwing away all of the old stuff and just wiping clean the slate and um, going from nothing, I mean we were just putting the stuff out ourselves, putting it up yeah. in Bandcamp, putting it in Dropbox for our friends to hear, making music videos for fun, and like the fact that we're out here. Um, on a month-long tour after being heard by a record label is just pure coincidence again. Yeah. It's it's not, uh, yeah, you know, it it wasn't a, you can't really plan to to be successful at it. You just have to, you just have to do it, and then if it works, it works, and, you know, I guess we're lucky that it seems to be, uh, so there seems to be at least, like, greater than two people interested in helping us. Yeah. <laughs> There's at least two. At least two, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and I think the, the appeal for, for us with those two people is that they have that enthusiasm. Like, they... The, probably, like, when you write a song like yeah, like Ben wrote, he there was an, an initial, like, super excitement when he wrote that chorus. Like, and that sort of tangible yeah. thing is what Friendship Fever, I think, is about. Like, they're really about, like, wanting to keep, hold on to that excitement and turn that into like hey uh, and in a very like kind of gee whiz kind of way like they just want people to hear good music and sort of share that excitement which i think is really cool i think we relate to that we've always been the kind of people that have gotten really into a record and like immediately wanted to play it for our friends um like i mean that's a huge bonding thing for the three of us and with caleb from star electric and um, leah from lightning love like they're people that we know that we respect that we play music with that's like a huge thing yeah you know, is that sort of just dumb excitement about music <laughs> what's been have you had any uh memorable moments from tour from this tour at all mm. uh or what's funny or yeah. crazy stories we've we met a lot of cats down south there's a lot of straight cats down <laughs> there's a lot of cats we had a lot of good uh, cat friends hard, hard bodies yeah there was there's <laughs> we the met a cat, cat that that managed a, a male exotic Dance club. <laughs> we never caught his and, name though. Yeah, we didn't. We know he doesn't like pork rinds. He doesn't like pork rinds. Or a goldfish. He doesn't like goldfish either. He does manage a hard bodies down in San, San Antonio. Antonio. Um, yeah, there's been a. I don't know. There's nothing. Nothing too totally insane. I. I did. Uh, I do. I, I did get kicked out of a, 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 a bar in Las Vegas. I think, but that's. I don't. Oh. I can't tell that story because I don't remember. You're what happened. <laughs> Um, what else happened? Here, I enjoy the I out? enjoy uh, the videos I've seen oh, online. Yeah. Oh yeah, we 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 met uh, we we, we, there, we we found something called a bu- a bumblerford cone. Bumblerford. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Mississippi. <laughs> yep. We'd never uh, uh, laid eyes on one of those before. 
And uh, so we, we met that. Um, we, we found a button where you can push uh, and hear about the weather in Mississippi as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, what other things did we discover, Larry? Uh, the, um, well, we, we did discover where it was uh, uh, New Orleans or Lafayette or somewhere in between. Or there was something about we, were, we wanted to find a hotel that had a lot of bumbler for cones um, just because we feel good around them. They're inspiring and they remind us of nature and stuff. And uh, so we called a bunch of places at like 2 a.m. Nobody, the last hotel we called, it was Super 8. And they we were, were out like, of bumbler for cones. They were totally out of bumbler for cones or they couldn't provide us. And so the joke that I, that I said was, hey, Super 8, what, since you don't have bumper for cones, can you give us the number to Super 7? And it was like, ha, 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 Super 7. That's minus one from eight, right? Or, <laughs> I think that was why we all laughed so hard. That's why we all laughed so hard at that. And uh, the next, I think it was the next night or two nights later, it was the middle of the night, and we once again couldn't find a place that had bumper for cones. Um, and so Ben called a Super 8, and I called 22 hotels. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he I looked at my phone log, and it was 22 <laughs> hotels. 20, I called 22 hotels. 22 hotels. <laughs> and uh, and so we, and that night in New Orleans, we made 40 bucks. Uh, and it, we called the Super 8. Super 8 was the last hotel that we could have possibly called. Um, and they said, well, why don't you try the Super 7? <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay, well, haha. <laughs> but we found a Super 7, and we called the Super 7. It's a real thing. It and it was 4 a.m. in Lafayette, and they were like, hey, uh, sure, you can stay here at the Super 7. We, we're not making that up, but we only have one room left, and there's no TV, um, so we're only going to charge you 40 bucks for it. And which is so, exactly what Yeah, which is exactly what we made in New Orleans. So we, we thought that there was something like, you know, Cosmic. Jesus was walking along the interstate and trying to <laughs> he was trying to erect the Super 7 for us before we got there and uh, it was and there was something else oh I remember it was a it was a, a couple minutes away from um, glorious the glorious witch freeway which was actually Gloria switch <laughs> but Siri said it like glorious the glorious witch so that all kind of wraps like somehow was all together yeah. there in one uh, in one thing also uh, I had food poisoning I just think I just found it interesting that Christian was able to joke a hotel into existence. (laughs) That's Um, my superpower. Yeah, (laughs) and then oh yeah, he did. He got food poisoning, and that was pretty rough. And then yeah, the he was poisoned by the the glorious witch, and then we we stayed at a a house in Austin, and Christian was laying in the bed. He couldn't stand up, and he couldn't. Oh no! He was sweating through everything, um, and we had a show that night, and. uh, so me and John went downstairs and we programmed all of his bass parts on a laptop to try and play the show. And um, oh, and we taught one to our our uh, John Zakor learned a song. Yeah, yeah. But it, so we did all this work, and then Christian was like, "Oh yeah, I feel better. I'll play." That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, as if it was that as if it was that easy. <laughs> we should you should since John's since John Zakor is such a great guy, we should mention his uh, band Migrant Kids. From Austin, Texas. Check them out. They're great. Uh, thanks, John, for cool. all that. Cool. I mean, minus food poisoning, um, what yeah. have been some challenges, I mean, uh, along the road? Driving that many hours and then immediately unloading and playing a show is... I do love to play shows, but it is sort of... Yeah, it's it's a weird... It's a weird order that you do those things in. I almost feel like you should play the show in the morning and then drive all night and then sleep. Yeah. And then play the next morning. It's just a weird <laughs> yeah. order. Or play luncheons or something. Yeah, you could play luncheons. Uh, 
I think, uh, like, the weirdness of spending that much time in a car is just the the pains, the actual physical pains that you just, you'll oh, yeah. just, like, like my butt hurt for, like, it was three a, days. The road was a pain like, in the ass. It was and, it was just, and it was just half your butt. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it was the left half. It was the left half. Um, the sinister half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dark half. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the shitty half of my uh, <laughs> my ass hurt. Uh, but it, yeah, it was just like sitting for for hours and hours, and then you just like, oh yeah, I guess now now I'm in pain, and oh. it's it's weird to be in pain from doing nothing. But well, what was the town where all the flies infested our hotel or our our our, our, our van? It was uh, some. It was Sanford. Sanford, Texas. Was it Sanford? Because I, I remember so. we stayed in a Stan. Stan- was it Stanford? Oh no, there was Stanton too, but that was that was further down the road. Maybe it was Sanford. Stanton. That sounds familiar. I, I it was just kind of like a a, a a farm town, like just dirt, basically. I mean, and nothing against like I'm from no. a farm town, yeah, uh, yeah. and I I like towns out it was in the middle very of nowhere. Challenging <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were there were a lot of flies, and that was that was fun getting them all out while we were driving because you couldn't sit there and be like okay open the door and then they'll all go out because then they just came back in so we were like okay so we just got on the road and drove and there were 40 or so flies in, in our with us and we just uh named them all and welcomed them and then sh- and then shooed we shooed Wanted flies it. on the tour that was probably the highlight shooing <laughs> those are challenges uh challenges yeah i i'm uh hoping that i don't get very sad knock it off <laughs> very very sad uh by the end of the tour yeah um i like playing shows and stuff like that but i'm also like i love being at home and i just moved to a really nice apartment or it's the exact same apartment i was in except it's on the second floor now but i miss my cat and uh and other other things um so that that is a challenge just kind of mentally being uh uh, feeling good um and we're all friends here and we all joke all the time but um who knows if if you know i what oh oh yeah okay i was just gonna say i'm i'm worried because i'm almost out of jokes like i wrote down a bunch (laughs) of jokes before we left (laughs) you can't think you can't think of new ones no i'm almost out of jokes How about bands that um, want to get signed, want to get signed to a label? What, mm. uh, do you have any encouraging words um, or well, advice? Encouraging, encouraging, encouraging or advice or? I would say start your own label because uh, if you're really enthusiastic about wanting to, to put something out, just put it out. Just just do it. Um, we. I was going to agree with that minus the starting your own label thing because I don't think you even need a label yeah like the label thing is sort of a yeah it's it's an odd thing that doesn't really it's a little bit old fashioned but we love our label don't get me wrong they're they're amazing we have a real label so they're awesome well yeah I was going to say you know for a lot of a lot of this especially in the beginning you don't really need a label to do any of it and um, you know it's it's kind of like people who ask when they should get a manager and it's, it's sort of like you should have a manager when there's something to manage and if there's you know uh, if there's nothing to manage yet then you don't need a manager and if you know uh, you should just be working on writing better songs because the the thing is and I'm you know I am not preaching this from any sort of opinion that that uh, ours are better than anyone else's but it's just that I, I find it funny how little people talk about music like mm-hmm. and and 
this is, goes for almost every label except Friendship Fever. If you talk to them, they, they'll talk, they could talk to you for an hour and a half and you'll have a conference call with a bunch of people and they won't mention the songs once. And they'll just be like, yeah, you know, we're do we got these things moving around, we're doing this and that and stuff. And, you know, it's just a bunch of talk about things that aren't music. And you're like, you know, I thought this was a, a, a music business. But uh, Friendship Fever came at us and they were like, oh, yeah, we really like this song and this melody. And they were saying specific things about that yeah. stuff. And it, it's, um, yeah, I, I guess just, you know, if people get too ahead of themselves and thinking about things that aren't just writing better songs. And every... My mm -hmm. whole thing is like every step along the way is less important than the one that came before it. And so that includes, you know, thinking of a good idea is, is probably the hardest part and the first step. And then, uh, you know, executing it is the next thing. And then, yeah. uh, you know, worrying about selling that execution is <laughs> something you should worry about once you have something to sell, I would say. <laughs> but, yeah. I would almost wish to be, and I'm not talking about our, our, our situation because it's great, but like personally if I was if I was just a solo artist or if I had a different man that wasn't this I would almost want to rather be unencumbered by thinking about a label and thinking about um, how are we going to present this and how are we going to do marketing and the internet and all that yeah. stuff I have, I have no interest in any of that stuff at all and it's really tough I think uh, to to there was a T-Bone Burnett speech that I read the other day where he was talking about like we artists we're artists we get into the art because we are artists, not because like, oh, I really want to market this. I really want to sell this and advertise it or something. That has nothing to do with art. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of art and music isn't, isn't any good. Um, so <laughs> go ahead over here, Larry. I was going to say, too, because there are really great uh, people who are really great at that other stuff, too. And you can actually, you can just hire those people also. Like, uh, once you kind of see what how a label works, you can just follow in, in yeah. their footsteps and, um, you know, you could hire a publicist, and there's a bunch of really great publicists yeah. out there that, that um, you know, get creative on that type of work. That want to do it. Yeah, they, they want to do that, and they're good at doing that, and, you know, that's all they do. So, you know, as an artist, you can totally just, um, you know, write, write and record a record yourself and then treat it like, uh, you know, act as if you're on a label. I mean, I, right. I, I yeah, think it's no, baffling totally. to me, um, you know, and it's, it's everyone I know. It, all of the most talented songwriters I know do this uh, at home, which is that they finish something and then they, then they put it out with no fanfare. Um, like, and, and it's it, that's one way to do it, and you know that's in, in a way the most pure way to do it because you're just like, yes, I did this thing here it is, and you know, and, and that that's all well and good, and, and it's not, you know, you, you can if you're gonna deliver a product to a label, they want you know three to six months. It, it yeah. from when it's done to when they tell the world right. they can listen to it or whatever. And so if you just you can do that yourself, and in the meantime hire a publicist and do all the exact same things that a label would do, and probably have a lot of the same exact um, outcomes, I would say. But you know, it's just knowing that that's what you do, and then choosing to do it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times what's hard for musicians is the being excited about the marketing and all that kind of stuff, and it. It is nice to have people at, at your back that are really excited about it, know how to do that stuff, and yeah. have the energy to do that. I think for us, it's uh, obviously being on the road. It's it takes enough energy to drive to the thing, try to get enough <laughs> mental power to relax, uh, mm -hmm. and and play a good show. And that is a lot of times like you know, and like Ben is working from the road, and like I can't even imagine, you know. Um, but yeah, the all the label stuff, like they said, it's 
getting the cart before the horse a lot of times. Why do you love music? I don't know. Mm. Doesn't everyone love music? Some people don't like music, really? you know. It, it, that's always weird to me if you ask certain people, like, oh, what do you, uh, what do you listen to? They're like, oh, I don't, really, I don't really listen to music. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, I do crossword puzzles. <laughs> hey, man, I love crossword puzzles. That's, which is fine. <laughs> Musical crossword puzzles. <laughs> uh, I think that's another thing where it just, like, can't escape um, it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot about people's makeups and their like dna and what they're built with and things like that and i know there's a lot of like well you know whatever nature versus nurture kind of stuff but i don't know some people have just the natural inclination some people it's spiritual some people it's i don't know uh i have a thing like john was talking about earlier i i i i love music and i've listened to a ton of stuff but i can only get into like one or two things at a time which is really strange and a lot of like when just before leaving for the tour I was looking through my records and trying to pick up something to listen to while I was getting ready. And, like, everything I looked at was like, no, that'll make me sad. That'll make me sad. So music has that effect on me, too, where I think, like, yeah. it'll either connect me to a time in my life that was strange or good or something. But uh, it's always been very, uh, I guess, emotional for me. And um, But then there's stuff, too, where it's just, like, pure pure beauty at, at, at weirdness and, and dreaminess and, and beats and uh, hot shit like that, um, and and the beauty of the melody, and and too when you like, there's uh, to me there's like almost nothing more beautiful than listening to like the Beach Boys, um, like harmonies, stack of what is it, stack of vocals or whatever. Well, yeah. like you can listen Stacker. to pet pet sounds without without um, any of the music in it, just the vocals, oh, yeah. and it's and it's it's just strange to yeah. listen to to hear the fa- to like wherever human beings came from, they have the power to like put three human voices together and make this thing that's like a, it's like a sheet it's like a tangible sheet of, of metal or something like yeah. that that's, that goes into your ears or something mm-hmm. and nothing else can do that right. sure a guitar can do that and stuff like that's that's all musical stuff but specifically even just like the melody and the harmony those are like scientific Basic, things yeah. that the universe can do somehow uh, yeah. and that's and and that goes into my brain and and, and does something um, that I guess other things can't do uh, besides alcohol. So, uh, <laughs> what? Go ahead, Larry. Uh, I'm not really into music. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I, I I've I've been playing music since I was I, I don't yeah I don't since I don't remember. Um, my parents both they met at music school, and my brother and sister are both musicians too. So I just yeah don't, I, I don't really know. It's kind of yeah. It, it makes it hard to answer just because I, I don't have a context for, for not, not doing, doing it. Yeah. My, my family is similar where my grandpa on my mom, mom's side was in the army band uh, in World War II. And um, my dad was a musician, lifelong musician. So I grew up hearing harmonies and hearing mm-hmm. him play the bass. And so I can't even imagine not having music around. Um, there would be times when, uh, like during Christmas, my aunts and my dad would sing and uh, sing old mm-hmm. Christmas songs in here, uh, just hearing harmonies and stuff is just really natural and normal in my family. My dad is a talentless hack. Uh, he, he, yeah, I don't know where I get, he, 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 yeah. he was in the, I love, I love my dad. Your dad's awesome. He was in, uh, he was in marching band in, uh, I think high school and played, 
played clarinet, but he revealed to me that they just shoved a clarinet at him and told him, like, march around like this just to fill a spot. <laughs> and he, yeah. didn't blow, he didn't blow a single note, I guess. Oh, that's... He's like the Ferris Bueller of uh, <laughs> movies. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, or whatever he is. Uh, but, yeah, I think... Uh, and, and that, too, yeah. He's, he, he, but he's... Uh, <coughs> as, as far as, like, always having music on somewhere yeah. in the house, um, that was always a thing. Uh, Roy Orbison and uh, Patsy Cline and Buddy Holly and the Everly Brothers and a lot of fun old like 50s and early 60s stuff like that until the Beatles ruined music which is a direct quote from my dad that I love to <laughs> that I love to mention uh, ruined yeah, music the, the Beatles which we do not subscribe to at all music yeah. no obviously not we don't we don't yeah um, so I don't know yeah I think I answered that question twice I just want to talk, around talk shit yeah. about my dad, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me talk shit about his dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like Christian's dad either. <laughs> no, okay. He's very cool. We played ping pong in his barn. And yeah, we were listening to good music the whole time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. In Sparta. In Sparta, Michigan, home of Fenton Records. I don't know if you know that. Um, never mind. You should look. No, at I, I, I could do a documentary or something. Oh, I didn't. Records. Oh, it's I didn't know. Sixties thing. Oh Check wow! Out records from Sparta, Michigan. Really? Yeah, where, remember where? Uh, I'll take it over here. There. Oops. Where? Um, I think like the Beehive used to be. Oh, the Beehive yeah. and like Round Again. And yes, stuff like that. yes, yeah. You guys know. You know. You know. Yeah, yeah, Sparta, yeah. Michigan talk, but, uh, guys. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, it sounds like he's making stuff up. No, the Beehive. Yeah, the Beehive. Oh yeah, the Beehive. The Beehive yeah. was where the apparently there was an old old uh, record recording studio there. Uh, didn't your dad do some record? Yeah, my dad recorded it in there. For yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love your dad, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a documentary about that straight. now. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I oh, that's, that's, what this, that's what this podcast is called, right? I Love Music? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're asking that question. That's why I'm asking well, that question. Was the Beehive... Uh, this, now we're talking about Spartan Michigan. Was the Beehive where the... I think it was in an old theater is where the Fenton Records was out of. Uh... I, as far as downtown, I, as yeah. far as I know, the old the old history, and I I didn't look into it that much. I know you recently maybe read or heard something about it or mm-hmm. something. But as far as I know, it was the Beehive was the only time I was ever in there was for like a Halloween dance, mm. and it was uh yeah it was sort of a, a big open space that may have was been there a stage at the theater. front though because there was like a curtain and a stage at the front where they all were there recording. may have been yeah it okay. was some it was like an, a big open space and then huh. there might have been a, a stage or something or it may have been moved I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure it's not exactly the way that it used no. to be. Take it over here, Larry. The, the point is, uh, you two are from a very small but yes. significant place where Fenton Records, which a lot of like people around the world collect 45s that came out of Sparta, Michigan, out of wow. Fenton Records. Huh. They're really rare, like 60s garage kind of stuff. Learning something new every uh, day. Yeah, <laughs> next question. Um, what's next for you guys? Oh, um... Ben, you have the answer to this question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what is next, Ben? Um, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I guess I, I gotta look through my voice memos on my phone and see if I've written any songs. But <laughs> we, we, I think we're gonna put a record out with Friendship Fever in uh, 2017. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. All. When this is released, the the EP. Because the EP comes out November, November 11th. Yeah. Our okay. EP comes out um, Big we'll Black. Rock Island. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that that's coming out, and then we are going to play a lot of shows, and then we're going to have an album come out. 
Cool. Probably, probably earlier, probably earlier uh, 2017, right? Mar- March-ish, or is it going to be... I guess it remains to be seen, but probably yeah. a, little, a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were talking about March. I, yeah, I, I think that I think that's the... I don't know. Who that's knows the aim, but but we just yeah. Hopefully, I hopefully we have all the songs done by that point. I'm excited. Well, thanks guys for doing the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Great to see you. This is Mini Horse, and I love music. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you to Mini Horse for being on the show. Please pick up their EP on Friendship Fever Records. You can check them out at minihorseband.com and friendshipfever.com. I also just want to thank again the Bang Ups for the theme music. I'm going to leave you with a mini horse song called, well, originally called Fia, and now it's called Drink You Dry. If you want to hear another mini horse tune, be sure to check out sonicoverlook.com tomorrow on December 6th. Until next time, this has been the I Love Music Podcast with Jen Fedor.